It's time for High Plains Public Radio's weekly program, Growing on the High Plains. Here's Skip. At first glance, the large and lush leaves of hostas might prompt the observer to think the plants belong in the tropics, shoulder to shoulder with orchids and other delicate hothouse beauties. But in order to thrive, hostas require at least six weeks of below-freezing temperatures. They hibernate like bears, snuggling under a blanket of winter weather before emerging with new spring growth that eventually forms mounds of greenery topped by slender stalks with lily-like blooms. For most gardeners, the flowers are a secondary element of hostas, as they are generally prized for their foliage, which provides an amazing variety of size, texture, and color. The width of the clumps can range from 8 inches to 8 feet, and the leaves can be long and feathery or broad and shiny. Their color palette covers every shade of green and melds into dark blues, turquoises, and limey yellows. They can be single-colored or variegated, and toothed or smooth or pebbled. In short, hostas can sing in a horticultural chorus by providing backgrounds for your garden or they can star in solo roles. Wherever you place them, keep in mind that they thrive in woodland settings, with shade to partial sun being a primary element to consider in your landscaping plans. Some types of hostas require some morning sun to look their best, but hot afternoon sun may bleach their colors and burn their foliage. Because of their love of shade, they're naturals to accent foundation plantings or to place under trees or large shrubs and transition from lawn to bare undergrowth areas. Because they have shallow spreading roots, be sure the soil in their new home has been thoroughly worked and loosened before transplanting. They like rich, moist soil, but make sure the area drains well. Hostas with long-standing wet feet will rot away. But hostas do require additional water than what our areas normally provide, especially if planted near trees and shrubs that might steal some of their moisture allotment. Though generally easy to grow and maintain, hostas are a favorite of slugs and snails, so you may need to try some methods of slug prevention. Sharp, crinkly mulches make it uncomfortable for slugs to travel, and if that doesn't work, set out a shallow dish of beer some night to attract them and ultimately do them in. A slug on his way to and from work at the hosta factory will likely stop by the sidebar tap for a sip or two. Typical of some human counterparts, he'll have one too many, which can lead to tipsiness, and in the case of the slug, Death by Drowning in the Brew Originating in Northeast Asia, hostas were discovered in the early 1700s by a botanist in Japan who was working for the Dutch East India Company. Their nomenclature history is long and varied, and originally they were called plantains or lilies. The name hosta was designated to honor an early-day Austrian botanist. Today, there are multitudinous varieties of hostas with an equally wide slate of common names. This year, I've been on the lookout for three hostas with the lively names of Curly Fries, Guacamole, and Hanky Panky.
Growing on the High Plains is a production of High Plains Public Radio. It's written and narrated by Skip Mancini and produced by the staff at HPPR. To listen to other Growing on the High Plains episodes, visit hppr.org.